0: this is the four-man rush hello panther fans and welcome to another podcast of the four-man rush i'm your host timmy vo here with kev and will and we're going to talk about <laughs> the quarterback carousel <laughs> i should have i should have the love boat theme in the background <laughs> All you Panther fans are loving some QBs, everybody but Teddy. Well, guess what? The Panther franchise, has a son of Teddy, needs to be a little, need to be coddled a little bit. We need to, we need to make Teddy feel real good because we done try to do all these things and try to get the quarterback up in here and we couldn't do it. So, Teddy Bridgewater, we're sorry. <laughs> and we're going to talk about. The whole scenario behind that situation, and we're gonna break it down, man. We're, we're gonna talk about Matthew Stafford and and why he didn't get, you know, get to get to get down to old Charlotte and B of A. And we'll we'll talk about David Carr maybe coming here, and you know, Teddy Bridgewater might be the <laughs> might be with the Panthers. Man, there's a whole bunch of scenarios, and we're gonna talk about that stuff, man. Apparently, the QB position is the hot topic, and we're gonna give you guys a a, a quality quality breakdown on that. Situation. Um psh, we got a long way to go. You know, a lot of things can not happen. Uh the draft, you know, won't be here for a while. And, you know, hell, we haven't been to the combines yet. So, you know, we're glad you're here with us, folks. And we're going to give you an in-depth breakdown on everything you need to know with the situation with the Carolina Panther franchise. And if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, please do. Uh, we are very grateful that you have joined us on our podcast platforms and on YouTube. Um, but you know, if you haven't subscribed yet, hit that button, man. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. It'll, it'll do you some good. Trust me, trust me. So, hosi hats, folks. The four man rushes on the scene. Well, so uh, <laughs> did they? Did they give Teddy chocolates and roses, or did they? Did, what did they do? Did they give the uh, a couple gift cards to Oh uh, Costco? What 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 did they, what did they give Teddy, man?
1: We got to run a little back, kind of give people some background on you know, what's transpired over the past, maybe, probably what, two, three weeks? <laughs> yeah, something like that. We so like, yeah, yeah. so saw the, as we started in January, you had the coaching and GM vacancies. One of them was the Detroit Lions. They ended up uh, filling both their vacant coaching and GM jobs. And Matthew Stafford, you know, you go back to him, he was a Incredible prospect coming out of Georgia, high school, all-world quarterback, been elite in his old career. But then he ends up with this horrendous situation in Detroit with an organization that just never seemed to get it together. You know, they had between coaching changes. They, I mean, he had great players around him here and there. I mean, he had Megatron when he started his career. I mean, how much better can you get than that? But they just never were able to put a complete team together, offense and defense. So you look at Matthew Stafford as a guy, you know, he's probably one of the more wasted talents at quarterback that we've seen actually in NFL history, if you ask me. I mean, I think he had a good run with uh, Jim Caldwell. It went 9-7 and seven and made the playoffs. But according to the Lions' ownership and front office, 9 and seven's not good enough for so us. You got to go Jim Caldwell. In comes Matt Patricia, and you know the rest. I mean, they've been one of the worst teams in the league since Patricia took over. He created a toxic environment. You mm-hmm. just saw a player celebrating on social media when he left. So now they're again, once again, rebuilding, putting in a new GM, putting in a new coach. So Matthew Stafford at age 33 is at the point. You're like, you know what, guys? It's, this ain't working. We Let's mutually agree to part ways, trade me, and let's work this out so we can do what's best for the both of us. I get to go to a team I want and you guys can accumulate more draft picks to help you with this rebuild. So we get that news release what, two weeks ago that the Detroit Lions and Matthew Stafford mutually agreed to part ways. Mm -hmm. And the interest across the league was high. I mean, you had probably five, six, seven teams putting in bids trying to get Matthew Stafford. This is going on for like the last two weeks. So lo and behold, two days ago, three days ago, we we start to see the Stafford trade heating up. They want to get a deal done before the Super Bowl so they can start playing in their offseason. And sure enough, guess whose name is in the mix at the forefront uh-uh. of this whole thing—the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> so the Uh-oh. Carolina Uh-oh. Panthers. So Scott Federer—he wasn't lying when he was said he was going to be in on every deal and be very aggressive in the off-season. So we, you know, we start to see okay, what are the Panthers are going to offer? Yeah, maybe what a second, third rounder, then something, something like that. Maybe play softball, mm-hmm. see what he's going for, but not really uh, serious, right? How serious are they? Sure enough, the Panthers offered the eighth overall pick and a late-round pick for Matthew Stafford. No other team offered a pick that high. That shows you how serious the Panthers were in trying to land Matthew Stafford. That's shocking to me because I was told, you know, Rome wasn't built in the day. You know, sustained success takes three to five years, yada, yada, yada. Now Mm -hmm. they're making moves like this, trying to give up top 10 picks to acquire a veteran quarterback. So I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on here? (laughs) So the deal's close to done. I mean, they're in the process of exchanging medical records and getting Stafford's physical, or not his physical, but to get the process of getting his physical started to trade Matthew Stafford to the Carolina Panthers for the eighth overall pick and a later round pick. So Stafford was, this is according to Albert Breer, from the Monday morning quarterback, you know, Matthew Stafford was close to being a Carolina Panther and a lot of media members, insiders who have a lot more sources than me, you know, thought that that was going to be the case. But unfortunately two things happened. One, well, i say fortunately, not unfortunately. (laughs) Two things (laughs) happened. One Stafford didn't want to go to Carolina. He didn't want to go to Carolina, Denver, Chicago, or any of the other teams that, We're in pursuit. He wanted to go to the Rams and play for Sean McVay. In fact, Sean McVay and his wife were in Cabo with Matthew Stafford and his wife coincidentally, quote-unquote, at the same time. And once the game went through, they met up and had dinner. So, you know, maybe there's a little bit of tamper in there. I'm not no snitch, though. Do what y'all do. But Mm -hmm. so – Anyway, the Rams come in. They offer a better deal than the Panthers. Someone can pull that up on their screen to get into specifics. But it was a better deal. It offered more picks. They included Jared Goff into the deal. The Rams, or not the Rams, the Lions' new general manager, I believe, was with the Los Angeles Rams before. So he drafted Jared Goff, familiar with him, and he thinks highly of him. So, They got a quarterback out of the deal to replace Stafford, got a bundle of draft picks. Stafford wanted to go to L.A. L.A. got their guy and Matthew Stafford to help take them from a contender to the next level, and everybody's happy. And the Carolina Panthers were left at the altar and, you know, (laughs) empty-handed. And, you know, maybe that's what's best for our team, though, because I was just not a fan of giving up the eighth overall pick for Matthew Stafford. No offense. I think he's a great quarterback probably top ten, but I just don't think we're in a situation where this team is a quarterback away from being a Super Bowl contender.
0: Mm-hmm. You guys can see on the screen there if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, the Rams gave up a, uh, Jared Goff and two future first rounders and a third rounder. That's a lot. That's a lot. Uh, Kev? Yes, sir. What is going on, man? I mean, I know now people talking about David Carr. Now people talking about maybe we're going to trade up to get, um, what is it? What's, what's, what's some of the young quarterbacks?
2: Uh, Justin Fields, uh, Zach Wilson, um, even Trey Lance, like any quarterback outside of, um, Trevor Lawrence, hell, they've even because of his singing bowl performance, they even throwing Sam Mac Jones at number eight, man. Just all kind of warm was flying, man. Like, bro. Oh,
0: Matt Matt Rule likes likes him. Okay.
2: <laughs> and
0: Oh man.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tim, but um, you know, we'll pretty much dropped all the the facts. Um, about what went on between the whole uh, scenario that led up to the almost trade between the Panthers and Alliance for Matt Stafford. Um, You know, just to add a couple of little little small points about that here, I thought it was interesting. Um, If I'm not mistaken, I think Matt's former um, coach in Detroit, Matt Patricia, I think he went back to New England, right?
1: be Back Uh, with the Patriots.
2: Mm-hmm. He's back with the Patriots, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So apparently, um, Stafford told him, out of all the teams, no, I definitely don't want to go to New England <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> because I guess whatever relationship it was with Stafford, but uh, in Patricia, while he was there, during that during that tenure, he um, he he definitely didn't want to be a part of. You can also look at the fact that even if even if that wasn't the case, what weapons are he coming into? And it's going to be cold. He's been used to playing in a, a dome environment all his career. You know, outside of road games in his division. So, yeah, it was nothing appealing about, um, you know, the New England position. So, uh, just I thought I'd throw that little tidbit out that I saw on Twitter from that from that point of view. But, you know, as somebody that that proudly say that I'm still on Team Teddy, I know I'm one of the few. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not opposed to the Panthers exploring options. You know, I've been telling the guys in the four-man rush chat that you know we're just doing some window shopping. Where apparently they was ready to swipe their card to make a purchase. So (laughs) I'm I'm glad the damn, um, glad it got damn declined. Me personally, Mm -hmm. you know, because Tim, I mean, like and like Will's brought up, you know, several times. It's it's several ways to build a team. Me personally, you know, y'all sold us on as what Will have mentioned on a uh, wrong wasn't built in a day, you know, we're going to build up through the draft. We're going to build up our salary cap so that we're competitive year in and year out. And all these, all these rumors about not only just Stafford, but Deshaun Watson. And now as of today, um, the Raiders are looking to possibly move on from Derek Carr. So next week we may have some, more <laughs> tie ins that hey the Panthers almost got Derek car You know, like mm-hmm. you know, me personally, I I'm hoping that it all works out that the Panthers don't make any moves in free agency for a quarterback. Now if we draft a quarterback, I'm not gonna be too bothered, but I'm just out of mind frame, let's build around Teddy Bridgewater to prepare for whoever's the long term, you know, quarterback is and you know, like I say, instead of wasting that pick, a high pick on a quarterback, let's get one of these, you know, offensive linemen that's that's coming through. You know, this this draft is going to be rich with building up, obviously, our biggest weakness heading to the season because I don't care who's that quarterback. If you ain't got line, you ain't got shit. Right. <laughs> that, that's it. Point blank, period. Right. Um, so for me, um, I hope that this has motivated even more Teddy Bridgewater to come in and shut shit down. Um you know, black like say whoever the Panthers draft if it, if it does end up being a quarterback, obviously I support whoever wears the name on the front. But um yeah, I, I just think that I just think that this whole uh process is just more off-season rumors because ever since Cam first heard his shoulder and had surgery, like this is like what maybe the third off-season that we are in the news about quarterbacks. Yep. <laughs> so for me it's just this is just another off-season where rumors are running wild everybody swear they got sources and inside connects and <laughs> this that and the third and you know all that good stuff so i'm i'm just sit back and i'm just going to i'm just going to i'm just going to enjoy the show and and watch people go crazy and get all hyped up only to realize that come week 1 Teddy Bridgewater will be on the sender
1: Mhm hey, hey brought up hey, a good hey. point about um, weapons and i want to and i think that's something that people need to understand like what situation is Matthew Stafford going to in L.A. versus what situation would he become into here if the Rams ultimately, mm-hmm. you know, accepted our eighth overall pick for him? Man, mm-hmm. but <laughs> but um, let's I mean, if you compare the rosters, the L.A. Rams number one defense in the league, points and yards. Panthers defense, not so much. You know, I no love shit. some of the young pieces we got on defense, but they're not even close. To being on the caliber of defense that the L.A. Rams have right now, mm-hmm. offensive line, L.A. Rams, top three offensive line in the league. You know, I mean, don't believe in the, they control the line of scrimmage. They in the run game, they protect the quarterback well. I mean, don't believe me. Ask another source who grades offensive linemen. I mean, I don't. I'm not a fan of PFF, but if I just shooting in the blank, I bet you they have the Rams in the top five offensive line. I mean, someone can pull that up mm-hmm. and confirm that for me, but. I'll gamble and say, yes, they probably did have a top three, top five O-line this year protecting Jared Goff. Running backs, okay, Panthers probably have the advantage there, but the Rams are no slaps there. Cam Akers was one of the best rookie running backs in the league this year. So they got a strong one game to support Matthew Stafford there as well to go with their top O-line in elite defense. I mean, weapons, you're talking about DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson versus Cooper Cup, uh, Robert Woods. I mean, that's probably a wash. I mean, DJ and Mm. Robbie are probably more athletic, naturally gifted athletes than them, but Cup Mm. and Woods are probably better technicians at the receiver Mm. position. So let's call that a wash. Tight ends, you got Higby and Gerald Everett versus whatever we got. That's definitely advantage Rams. So you're looking at L.A.'s roster. I mean, they got a complete, well-built roster that's ready to contend now. That's an example of a roster where we're a quarterback away we don't need first-round draft picks because we already have our roster built. and Plus, Rich. our first-round draft picks are in the late 20s. We're not getting top-ten right. picks because we're a good team that makes the playoffs every year. So our mm-hmm. first-round picks are disposable. We can use them to acquire assets to help us from go from a playoff team getting to the divisional round to becoming a Super Bowl champion. So I think trying to compare a Rams situation to – the Panthers, it's just apples and oranges because I think you're looking at one team that lacks cap space, needs draft picks to build, you know, and is not really. I mean, I think we're two years away, maybe before we're a serious threat to make deep playoff runs and contend. I think the Rams could possibly be contending for a Super Bowl next year. So, I, I, I mean, I think Stafford probably went to the best situation for him at this point in his career on a team that's ready to win now and compete for Super Bowl. So I just think, you know, as fans, we just got to be patient. You know what I mean? It's going to take some time to rebuild this roster up. You know, we got a lot of young quarterbacks in this draft they're going to look at. Don't worry, you're going to get your guy if he's there. You know, and we'll see what happens. But I just think, you know, trying to, I mean, and I applaud them for being aggressive in the free agent market. We can't complain one year about how we never land those no big names. And then now all of a sudden they're trying to make plays for elite players. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I just don't know what you know. When did the patient rebuilding plan just get thrown in the garbage? You know, now we're going after you know Matthew Stafford and at the forefront of the Deshaun Watson talks. Like man, they you know I guess they're getting starting to get a little antsy and impatient and want to win now. All of a sudden.
0: Yeah, we're going to have to be patient as a franchise, folks. We're going to have to be patient. That's 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 all there's to it. Go ahead, Kev.
2: Yeah, so I was able to look that up for you, Will, and you were spot on. Um, according to uh, Pro Football Focus, yes, the Los Angeles Rams had, according to them, and, you know, you know how we feel about how they grade. But um, for them, the Rams were third uh, third best offensive line. Uh, just a quick summary here. It says Jerichoff has been pressured on fewer than 30% of his dropbacks um, in 2020. Wow. Um, and that's one of the biggest keys his offense moving forward. So when you, um, yeah, so when you, when you got, when your quarterback has done got beat the hell up in Detroit, the way uh, that uh, Matthew Stafford has, because in comparison, he have too bad of a line. They got the Detroit lions ranked 13th. Uh, so he goes from 13 to three. Meanwhile, let me scroll down and see where Carolina is. We was at 18. So, so if you're 13, do you want to go up to three or do you want to go down to 18? You know, I mean, it, it's really it's straightforward. It's, it's just really as straightforward as can get. And the only thing they can mention is the only positive for the Panthers' um, offensive line is our free agent to be um, Taylor Moten. You know, they ain't they ain't mention nobody else <laughs> but Taylor Moten. Woman. You know, I mean, even though paradise had a strong bounce back here, he's not even mentioned by um uh, by uh, PFF. I mean, our guards were below average. Uh, Russell Combe, I mean, he was decent when he played, but damn, he ain't played but in seven games. You know, he got his you know half his salary in bitcoins, and you know he done you know he's done trucked up on out of here. So, um, yeah, it it really was. You know, a, a no-brainer because if I if I was in Matt Matthew position, I and I looked at it, and I'm sure stuff like that is brought up by his agent. You know what these teams look like, and you know what they're not not just what they're offering, but what type of scenario is going to put him to win. Because I'm sure, being up in the truck all those years, that um you know he wants to see wants to know what it's like to play for a winning team. He's never won no more than nine games. He's never won a playoff game. Wow. You know. wow. And that's having a prime Hall of Fame, you know, Calvin Johnson, a.k.a. Megatron, for a good part of your career. So, Uh you know, um, I don't blame him. I mean, when you think about it, (laughs) where would you rather go? (laughs) Los Angeles, California, or Charlotte, North Carolina? I mean. Folks, really?
0: Come on now.
2: Detroit's not a small city. No, it's not small. But, uh. But uh, it's it's cold and dreary. You know, you're right next door it's to serious. Canada.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right now on the lake.
2: You know, and Matthew Stafford he went to Georgia, so you know what the South is like. He been up in North in Detroit, so you know, uh, you know, I guess he want to get some Cali love and see what that's like.
0: California love.
1: <laughs> One thing we ain't even mentioned was um, Sean McVay's system. I mean, Sean McVay oh, probably a top yeah. five coach in the league. I mean, probably top three offensive mind in the NFL right now. I mean, you know, Matt Rule and Joe Brady will be great coaches one day, I'm sure, but I mean, they're not Sean McVay just yet. No. <laughs> I mean, Sean McVay or Jared Goff, you know, looking like a. You exactly. Know, <laughs> looking like a S- confident S- NFL quarterback for a long stretch of time. So, you know, mm-hmm. was, yeah. what he did with CJ Anderson, CJ Anderson left wasn't, it, wasn't even a factor as a Carolina Panther goes into Sean McVay's <laughs> offense all of a sudden what where where was this all of a sudden? You know what Starting, I, mean? I mean that's another thing you gotta really uh, look at. I mean and the I mean, thing is man, let's look how the Rams build. They haven't had a first round pick since uh Jared Goff in twenty sixteen and they're not gonna have one again until twenty twenty four. So look at how they build a team versus how the Panthers wanna draft and develop, Rams wanna Trade their first and acquire big name free agents, but I mean that's just mm-hmm. the luxury of being in that big market. I don't think any player is going to complain about playing in LA. <laughs> Word, really?
2: I wouldn't. And, and we, and if we like to be a little, <laughs> a little um, messy here in the four man rush, did y'all see? It's it says it's a rumor, but I mean you just never know about um, the relationship between Sean McVay and Jared Goff how it uh, went south, which mm-hmm. was why. Yeah, so and I posted in the chat, Tim, I ain't know if you checked it out, but apparently there was like a group text among the players, a group chat through text messaging. And Jared Goff had made the comment that uh he loved to bang Shawma Vay's girlfriend. Shut the hell up. And apparently that got leaked. Bruh <laughs> So wow. it made me it, look, look. It made me hey, look. It made me Google Shama girl. Let's what what she <laughs> look what's, like. <laughs>
1: what,
2: what's causing this man that's got this hundred sixty million dollar contract to um uh to get traded all of a Come sudden, on, bro? And then on on top of that, you know, you know, for those that's and Will, you can probably attest to this. Cause I think you had brought it up a couple of years ago when the Rams was on a Super Bowl Run. Apparently. Sean Mave has to do a lot of the micromanagement for the quarterbacking for Mave. Like he's in his ear. Like one of the reasons why they had the line so early is that um Mavay is the one that's dissecting defense and and telling um golf what to do. So it's basically he's actually Sean Mave is actually coach and quarterback, just not physically. You know, and, <laughs> wow. that, and that and that was just something that, you know, Mave is is looking for a quarterback that doesn't doesn't need his hand held like that, um, you know, and in front. of because now what, this is what his fourth year, and he's still having to do that. So it just seems like, you know, that golf reached his ceiling as far as, like, what it is that he can yeah. and can't do. So, exactly. you know, that defense have a bad day. You know, they shit out of luck. Mm-hmm. I mean, you
1: watch the year they went to the Super Bowl. I mean, just look how explosive their offense was all throughout the year. I mean, Todd Gurley was running at an MVP pace. Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, uh, Brandon Cooks, all those guys were putting up great numbers. They were protecting well. And a lot of that was just because of Sean McVay's scheme. He does a good job of scheming guys open, making easy throws for Jared Goff. And it's just easy, very easy to put a quarterback in that offense. But all of a sudden, you're going up against Bill Belichick in the Super Bowl. You know, now Mm -hmm. you're not going to out scheme, you know, Bill Belichick. There's only so much you can do. And then That's just right. Bill Belichick, you know, he had his corners play tight man coverage, sticky man coverage, get pressure on the quarterback. You know, let's load up the box, and you know, stop that run game and force Jared Goff to beat us. And what happens? They lose 13 to 3. So in the Super Bowl, they held the Sean McVay offense to three points. And you know, at that point, I just think, you know, they tried to run it back a couple times and credit to them. I mean, they made the playoffs three of the last four years, but mm-hmm. they hit their ceiling with uh, Jared Goff at quarterback. And I think, it limits Sean McVay's offensive brilliance because of the limitations of Jared Goff. Now bring in a Matthew Stafford that can make throws that Goff can't, better decision maker, more talented overall. I mean, it's going to be scary what these guys can be with um, Matthew Stafford at the helm instead of Jared Goff running this offense. But it just gets back to, again, I think, Relating back to the Panthers, you're just looking at two t- completely different situations. A Rams team that's trying to go from divisional round exits to Super Bowls, whereas the Panthers are 5-11, and 11 rebuilding, don't really have that foundation yet to be able to, where adding a quarterback isn't going to take them to that Super Bowl contending level yet. And that's why I'm just on the train of let's draft and build, draft and develop, draft and develop. I think we'll have a golden opportunity this draft to either land our quarterback at pick eight. They want to trade up, fine. They want to trade back, fine. If not, keep building the roster this year, you know, have that foundation, and you can maybe trade up for one of the quarterbacks next year in 2022. I mean, it's just multiple ways to build a football team. You don't have to have everything right now today. You know, we're only in February. We don't know what September's going to look like right now.
0: Truth truth right there patience folks patience is a virtue and, and like like we'll say man we, we could get our quarterback we could we could we could trade up who knows i mean what we'll, who knows um me well personally and I've, I've been pretty consistent with this i'm kind of with kevin here man you know and, and will too i mean it, it'd be great if we could just draft back i mean not draft back but, but um you know Trade back a little bit, get some more picks, and fill up a lot of holes that we need. Man, we're we're not a quarterback away from being a contender. We're, we're not. So I mean, and this 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 draft is going to be full of quality offensive linemen, There's some skill position players that that we could definitely use. Uh, corner being one of them, uh, and it's middle linebacker position it needs to be needs to be shored up. I mean it's. We'll see, man. We'll see. We'll see. I, I I can't wait. And if you folks haven't checked out the uh, four-man rush website, we've got some great write-ups coming. Got some great write-ups on there now. Um, shoot, if you Google search <laughs> certain, certain uh, uh, you know, topics when, in relation to what's coming up in the draft things like that, and things, that nature, four-man rush is right there, right under Sports Illustrated. So, you know, <laughs> it's, it's like that. <laughs> or d it, it's like that. <laughs>
2: Yeah. And do y'all says a favor. Click on, just type in Google Shyamave's girlfriend and go to images. Oh, you'll no. See, you'll see why he said, now he should, I understand why he thought it. He just shouldn't have text that because when you hit that send button, but hello, have mercy, boy. I, <laughs> man, mm. Oh, Lord. Becky, like 3.5, boy. <laughs> okay. okay. He, got,
0: he, got little, he got a little something, something don't he? Yeah.
2: Hey, look, you know, what well, you getting? What, $9 million and living in Los Angeles can get you a lot? <laughs> well,
0: no, 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 not there. No, not there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> check it out if you like.
2: <laughs> you know, if, you, if you're if that petty type, you know. But this and, is apparently one of the reasons why that trade went down. And then another thing they was making a comparison to was the – the, the contract because it was kind of considered that golf's contract was a movement because remind you just a couple of years ago, he signed that huge four million, four uh, dollar four year um, $110 million guarantee contract. Mm-hmm. And basically one of the reasons why the Rams had to throw in those first round picks was to sweep the deal for Detroit to accept that, um, that cap hit because uh mm. Yeah, it's there because Detroit is actually picking seventh, one be- one pick before us. Ooh, you know. So are they in position now where they might possibly look the trade down? You know, mm. I mean, and think about it. Had the trade went through, they would have had the seventh and the eighth pick. They would have had our eighth and their seventh. <laughs> so I think it was fortunate that um, that it didn't fall through uh, fall through that way. So. um that. Yeah, so that's that's just the name of the game. Um, yeah, that's why I, that's all that um, the Rams got was just Stafford, because they had to give up a lot to uh, make that contract um, go away.
1: Yeah, For all those um, people that want a quarterback so bad, think of it this way. Yeah, we missed on um, Matthew Stafford, but does this take Detroit out of the quarterback market? So the guy you want, is he more likely to fall to us at eight? So, you I mean, you can look at it that way if you were on the um, one of the people that wanted the Stafford trade to go through and you're disappointed that we didn't get him. Think about it that way. Now that Detroit got Jared Goff, are they going to commit to him and pass on a quarterback at seven, and that will allow somebody like Trey Lance to fall from us? So that's another way to look at it. You know, we look at it from a different perspective.
2: Yeah, and another thing on top of that, well, I know if you saw this on Twitter, it was a couple of people from the Detroit media who were saying that Detroit might not, um might still look at a quarterback because golf only has two years left on this extension. And it was mentioned that possibly Trey Lance at seven might could still be a possible option. Um, it was somebody with the Detroit Free Press that mm-hmm. tweeted that. I had saw someone um, retweet and I saw it and I was like, but, you know, that does make sense because, you know, you got that fifth-year option. So when golf's contracting two years, if if he's maxed out, if he's not the one that's, you know, able to take Detroit to that next level, I mean, hey, why not? Mm-hmm. Why
0: not, man? Shoot. You never know. The, the chips may fall in our favor. Who knows? Who knows? Um, and I, I know uh, – What's it, was it, was that, was that uh, quarterback's name from Alabama? Is it Mac Jones?
2: Mac Jones. Yeah, Mac.
0: We're we hearing we hear rumors about him wanting to be, uh, well, excuse me, not wanting to be, but he could possibly be a number eight pick. I don't see that. I, I mean, I, he's a good quarterback,
1: dude, but a, a top ten pick on him? I don't know. Yeah, that was one guy from the senior bowl. I think it was more speculation than anything. He just saw the relationship. Uh, Matt Rule and Matt Jones had at the Senior Bowl, and I mean you can't even lie. Matt Jones ball all week during practice was throwing dimes, yep. throwing with touch anticipation, making accurate throws. I mean, he, I mean, come on, he's a five-star recruit out of high school, and he got recruited by Alabama. So off the bat, if Nick Saban finds you, you know you can play. True. And then he's you know comes into the SEC, balls out, and you know he's had a good Senior Bowl week, so he's gonna be rising up draft boards. I think he's going to be more likely a top 15 pick as opposed to where the mocks have him going in the second round. Mm-hmm. Eight, though, I don't know if I'm a fan of that. I wouldn't complain. But I think I would rather trade back, land maybe in the yeah. teams and get an extra pick if that's the guy that they want so bad. But you know, I see a lot of negative reaction to drafting Matt Jones, and I don't understand why. I mean, the biggest complaint I see is he was carried by the surrounding talent around him. Well, it's the same mm. talent Tua had last year. Did anyone complain <laughs> exactly. about Tua? I mean, Joe Burrow, <laughs> how many first round picks did Joe Burrow and uh, draft picks on his O line did Joe Burrow have mm. last year? Did anyone complain about the talent surrounding him? Mm. You know, so I don't think that's a good way to evaluate players. You just have to look at their traits, what they bring to the table, and evaluate them as if. They didn't about as a standalone basis. And I think when you look at Matt Jones in that regard, I think he's a solid quarterback that can excel in the right system. I really do think he'd be a good fit in Joe Brady's offense. I
2: agree. And another thing to consider here, fellas, um, I don't know if well, – probably don't have it memorized, but, um, you know, the draft order, the teams that are after us that – who draft that are who are looking for quarterbacks who, you know, depending on how to draft fall, we we could be in prime position to get some deals we couldn't refuse. For example, I mean, right after us is the Denver Broncos. Are they are they sold on Drew Locke? I mean, you know how quarterbacks go in and out of Denver. Mm-hmm. Um, the Dallas Cowboys at number ten. I mean, with the whole Dak Prescott thing, I mean they needed quarterback. You know, he's coming off an injury. You didn't want to pay him the thirty five, forty million dollars he was asking for. You know, do you trust Mike McCarthy to groom, you know, the next quarterback for the Cowboys? Um, then it's the Giants. They they good at it with Daniel Jones, mm-hmm. uh, I believe. Uh, number 12, I mean, 49ers, they're looking – apparently they're looking to part ways with Garoppolo. They can't, you know, land a move with a, through a trade or, or pick up somebody. You know, they might be looking in the position to jump up to try to um, get a quarterback. Um mm-hmm here as well so i mean it just i mean it just all depends i mean even the vikings i think they're in the last year of that big contract with uh kirk cousins at 14. Mm-hmm. um hell the the patriots at 15. you know they <laughs> i mean <laughs> mm-hmm. you know camden showed up for me to think hey he to answer a quarterback so it's just wow. several teams right after us that um, could possibly be looking to get our eight spot. You know, just something to keep in mind because hey, at the end of the day, we just fans speculate like like the people in the media. So we never know how we we never know how this draft can go. We can get all the knowledge and articles and information we want, and at the end of the day, the draft never goes exactly how we plan. <laughs> so Thanks. just throwing out some scenarios out there. What some teams behind us who are quarterback hunger who might be trying to uh jump up and grab whatever quarterbacks remaining All right.
1: All right. hey man the best approach this offseason is to be open-minded and realize there's no right or, there's multiple ways you can build a championship team you've seen great quarterbacks like peyton manning and tom brady win championships you've seen you know above average average quarterbacks like eli manning joe flacco win super bowls you've seen Below average guys like Nick Foles and 2015 version of Peyton Manning, you know, win Super Bowls. So there's multiple ways to go about trying to build your roster. So, I mean, the key is don't fall in love with one method. Be open-minded and realize they got a plan A, B, C, D, and E. So, you know, just enjoy the ride. You know, speculation's fun seeing all these trade scenarios and mock drafts. But, you know, those are just one ways. You can
0: go about building a team. Word up. Now, Panther fans, I told you it's going to be thorough. <laughs> we, we ain't playing no games. All right. So, if you guys have any questions or concerns about any of the, uh, uh, the conversation that we put out today, um, rewind this podcast and listen to it again. It's everything you need to know about the Matthew Stafford situation and our our quarterback situation pretty much for this point. Yeah, buddy. And Sean McVay's wife is pretty fucking hot. I'm just saying. just saying.
1: (laughs) Well, while while y'all talking about Derek Goff being in Sean McVay's wife DM, looks like, you know, the Panthers are in Teddy Bridgewater's DMs, you know, with the, hey, big head, hey, big head, W-I-D. You good? What's up, stranger? Uh, with the text you know, this afternoon with that little article they dropped, like, oh, we were just kidding, man. <laughs> you know these
0: dudes.
1: Check on the website. <laughs> you know, sure enough, after all that Stafford News leak, you know, you see this long article on the Panthers website outlining the quarterback situation, like, wait a minute now. Mm-hmm. You no, know, don't be surprised if Teddy Bridgewater is the starter coming into 2021. They were doing our due diligence and sniffing around, but we still under contract. You know, it sounded like a damage control article. You know, it may have just been random, which it probably is, but it was just, I think the timing of the article and the, you know, the kind of the change of course about it mm-hmm. after all that talk, where they wouldn't even mention the guy's name in interviews was just kind of, you know, the timing of it was kind of questionable. felt huh? so, like they were doing mm-hmm. a kind of little bit of puckering up and I'm sorry to your type stuff,
2: <laughs>
0: baby. You know I didn't mean that.
2: <laughs> yeah, the guy that did R was uh Darren um, Gant. That's what I'm looking at here. So I uh <laughs> man, I'm I'm just like you know watching this whole situation watching this this sorry ass excuse of a of a kiss up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean like. Bruh, like you act like this man ain't shit. Like, understanding it had the results, but like, you know, for for it's the fact that people just still want to place the entire blame for the season squarely on the shoulders. Now, whether it's fair or not, because of the position of quarterback, you know what I'm saying? You can can make an argument one way or the other. True. But, you know, but you're one of the people just that just hell bent in the sand that is all on Teddy, and, and just because we defend don't mean we don't hold him accountable. Teddy has no. some fuck-ups, and he definitely got to get Barrett better.
0: Absolutely.
2: Period. Absolutely. Unequivocally. Without a doubt.
0: Without a doubt.
2: You know, but, uh, but, yeah, this uh, <laughs> many quarterback options for Panthers, including incumbent. Like, really? You couldn't even say you couldn't really? even say his name? Incumbent? <laughs> Inclu- including the
0: for- former starter or something. I mean,
2: like, Damn. And then and look, then they used to pitch of him standing by himself. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Behind the team.
2: Come on, man. Like, damn, bro. Wow. Really? That's... Wow. Yeah, so I, like I say, I, I hope Teddy Bridge will come back in and light this motherfucker Te- up. Tell y'all up. Oh, the pet. Te- oh, 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 it's coming. Daddy. Oh, God, man, it's about fifty posts. I know which ones I want to pump. Oh. It's coming. <laughs> and I, I, you,
1: I, you know, you go back. Everybody knew what Teddy Bridgewater was when we signed him. We mm-hmm. knew he was he was not a guy that's gonna go out throw for four thousand, you know, forty five hundred yards and thirty touchdowns, carry a team on his back, lift a bad roster up, and take you to the playoffs. He's more of a you know, Tier 3, Tier 4 quarterback, you know, game manager type that needs more around him to succeed. So I just find it interesting that all of a sudden we're saying, the team is saying things like, oh, we need a quarterback that can go win us games, do this, this, and that. Well, how come we the fans knew what Teddy Bridgewater was when you signed him? Right. You're just learning this now. So you're putting (laughs) these things on his shoulders that he was never accustomed to doing. (laughs) wrong with you? Like you know, <laughs> this is the guy you guys handpicked to run your team, and you knew what he was. So why all of a sudden are we, you know, are we shocked that he is what he is at this? Point? And that's kind of where I'm coming from with it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think the good comparison with quarterbacks I like from the um, Move the Sticks podcast. they said the quarterbacks have two categories. You got trucks and trailers. You know, trucks. <laughs> can carry a team and lift them, a Patrick Mahomes type. You know, Patrick Mahomes is a truck. He'll take his roster, he'll carry them, he'll make plays down the stretch, he'll be clutch, and he'll go win mm-hmm. games for you. And you have mm-hmm. trailers. They need to be carried by the roster around them. So you have to build your O-line, have elite skill position players, have a top-tier defense, and your quarterback can just manage the game, get the ball to playmakers, be that distributor, you know, play within the system and win games for you. I think, that, and there's nothing, there's no nothing wrong with that. We've seen trucks and trailers win Super Bowls, but you know, if you were to put Teddy in a category, he's more of the trailer. So, mm-hmm. I think if you're going, if you're gonna pay him 23 million dollars or whatever, you have to put that team around him if he's gonna succeed at all. He's not gonna be a guy that's gonna go 400 yards and five touchdowns and win you a bunch of games with you no know, no look passes and things like that. I mean, and that's fine. I mean, it just depends on how they want to build this team. If they want more of an explosive athlete, more arm talent and arm strength at the position, they'll have options in the draft to do that. But they can also go about building the roster around them, having Teddy continue to run the ship with a more complete roster and then plug in a young quarterback in that roster down the road another time. So we have options, man. That's always a good thing. But that's just something that always got me with all the Teddy criticism. <laughs> mm-hmm. And another thing is 2021
2: draft is not the last draft that they're going to have NFL-ready quarterbacks to come in. Like, you would swear that this is the last chance for the next five years to grab your quarterback. I mean, I mean, my God. I mean, <laughs> you know, fans are just just in, in, enamored with the, the that you know, you got to get the quarterback. I mean, it's, it's just understand that linemen are not sexy. We get that. You know, sure. we 300 pounds. We got belly. We got some fat rolls. You know what I'm saying? A little bit of sweat going on. We understand that that ain't, you know, that ain't eye appeal. But you ask any quarterback that's, that's successful what that means to him. There's a reason why, you know, more NFL linemen got Rolex watches than any other position. Yeah, <laughs> There's a reason for that. You know, so I I just, um, you know, like I said, keep an open mind. And I got to remind myself of that because, like I say, I'm on Team Teddy and I want to build these trenches up and breaking down this film and content of the players coming out, I'm, like, salivating, like, man, we really could legit draft four starters on the offensive line out of this draft. (laughs) Like, the talent is there, and I would just – you know, I want to improve from the 24th ranked pass block win rate. You know what I'm saying? And what that means is the offensive lineman ability to maintain his block for at least 2.5 seconds or longer. We were 24th. So when fans are talking about man, Teddy can't throw the deep ball. Shit. Well, according to Pro Football Reference, our, at Teddy's average time in a clean pocket was only 2.3 seconds average average so that means some of the times it was quicker than that, quicker than <laughs> that. check <laughs> down know,
0: teddy check down teddy oh, oh well actually yeah so
2: i mean you know we understand there's levels to this and we understand that fans knowledge and and concepts of the game is level to it as well um, we we get all of that we understand that but folks when 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 the foreman rush try to you know share knowledge insight and concepts it's not that we feel like we're bragging or we're know-it-alls you know we just simply no. want to point to what's been proven year after year after year you know it's, it's it's not like we got some sort of ego or anything like that we just simply just want to do what we set up from the jump our, our job here is to put our fans on the game you know take a a game with a lot of complex terms and and concepts and break it down for you in a way that you understand. That's right. You know, you just can't put in just say, oh, just sign a couple of linemen and, and let's go. It don't it don't work that way. You know, for those that weren't around before the Super Bowl, you know, we had the we had the audacity to put out Nate Chandler and Byron to, Byron Bell to protect Cam Newton. Think about that. <laughs> that was twenty fourteen season, folks. So, you know, it is is it's, it's, it's like I say, it's not sexy, but it's highly necessary to have success no matter who the quarterback is, whether it's Teddy, whether it's PJ, Will Greer, whoever um it is. It's just, it's just a necessity.
0: Real talk.
1: Yeah, I think the um people think that sacks are an um, offensive line step. And I don't totally agree with that. I think it's a combination of one scheme, two offensive line, and three quarterbacks. I think quarterbacks like Russell Wilson that do more improvising, hold the ball longer, you know, want to make a bigger play than what the defense gives them, they're gonna take more sacks than a Teddy Bridgewater that gets the ball out in one, two, three seconds. So I don't really think you can just say, oh, the Panthers didn't give up that many sacks and pressures. The offensive line was fine. You know, that's that's more about Joe Brady's scheme, getting the ball out quick, and you know, Teddy not being a Improviser that's going to try to extend plays and hold the ball for a long time. So I think that's kind of the misunderstanding about offensive line play sometimes. People try to find stats to somehow measure offensive line play. You can measure a quarterback through passer rating, yards, yards per attempt, you know, completion percentage, whatever you want. You can measure running backs through stats, wide receivers, you know, DBs. They all have stats that you can look at and say, oh, this guy did this, this, and that. I don't think you can mm-hmm. do that with offensive linemen. You have to watch them play by play and see if they're winning their reps. And if you look at the Panthers' O-line, I mean, I don't again, I don't like PFF very much, but at least they do look at every play. I think the only guy that was graded well was uh, Taylor Moton. So this wasn't a very good O-line this year. I think it's definitely an issue, an area that needs to be addressed heading into the off-season. But I think I do see why people think they were – a good line and just try to look at stats and try to find stats to measure them. But I just don't believe you can measure offensive linemen by box scores.
0: Well, um, Man. Well, ladies and gentlemen, here we are. <laughs> One step closer to, uh, you know, I guess the combines are, are the combines still going to go down as planned or?
1: it's a little bit different this year they're doing i think local combines so they're Mm. not gonna all meet up at one place in indianapolis because of the COVID thing yeah but they are sitting out there are inviting guys you know a few guys get combine invites but i think it's gonna be like a glorified pro day type deal instead of having Mm. a bunch of people gathered in one location Mm.
0: and that, that shoot well it's february now folks so you know it's right around the corner, we're see, we get we get some more info on uh, how have this uh, the the draft order is going to fall out in terms of you know talent coming off the board. So well, we'll see, man. We'll see. But I tell you right now, I'm with Kevin. You get the, you get them trenches on point with the with a healthy CMC and watch us act the fucking fool. Watch out.
2: <laughs> Real talk. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we we can We keep talking about the offense line for the quarterback, but Think about the ability to give uh, Chris McCaffrey two or three yards before he get touched. <laughs> think about the linebacker being the first person that's got a shot at Chris McCaffrey. Woo. I can't think of maybe five linebackers that maybe have a chance to get him on the first on the first move. And you know he's gonna come back with a hell of a chip to prove mm-hmm. after missing um, after missing um, all of last season. I mean, mm-hmm. man, Basically. my God, I. Like if 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 you're not salivating to get this line right, like you're just not missing the the importance. It's, it's it's more than just the quarterback. It's just a uh, you know the offense line is going to help out that defense. You know mm-hmm. because it, it will man, it's just, it's just
0: <sighs> sustained drives and 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 you know scoring touchdowns in the in the, uh, in the red zone. Man, that's that's what the o line offers, folks.
1: Yeah, yeah, and even, I think, yeah. I'm oh. saying even if you you know aren't a fan of Teddy Bridgewater, why wouldn't you want the team to make a heavy investment in the offensive line for Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Matt Jones, Deshaun Watson, Matthew Stafford, or whoever you want back there behind center? I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you got to protect whoever's back there and make that investment. I mean, I know the Chiefs are kind of the – the Chiefs offensive line perform well when they're healthy. So, I mean, it's kind of misleading looking at their Super Bowl roster and saying, oh, they have a terrible old line and look what they're doing. But I think they're a function of their wide receivers get open so fast. Patrick Mahomes gets them the ball quick. So when your receivers can get that quick a separation, you know it it makes the O-line's job a lot easier. And I think Andy Reid and BNM just do a good job of scheming around that. And they have an all-world quarterback that I doubt you're going to find again in the next ten years. So I mean, I think they they haven't made a big well. I mean, they have invested in. I mean, Eric Fisher was a number one overall pick, but the cap the amount of money they spend on that unit is not very high, so I mean that's mm. one exception you can see. But on the other hand, look at Tampa Bay. I mean they have a very good offensive line. So we'll see how the trenches affects the Super Bowl, if anything.
2: Yeah, yeah I mean pretty much that's what the game gonna come down to. I, I think I shared a um, a tweet earlier, um, Tim. It was saying that the that the um, that the total. What is it? Something about the uh the total caps the total amount of cap space on the Chiefs starting offensive line in the Super Bowl is less than the dead cap space that they just paid Eric Berry. <laughs> the oh, safety. Shit. Like they like he ain't played in what, like two years now? Two, yeah, they owed, yeah, they owed him eight million dollars the because the Chiefs have two seventh rounders. A practice squad guy and two undrafted free agents that look like are going to be the starting offensive line in the super bowl their total combined salaries was only like 6.3 million dollars <laughs> so boggling. folks please don't take that seeing this chiefs off line is oh that's the way to go you know they they won the super bowl and they ain't spent with six million dollars on they like no 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 it's it's, it's, it's deeper than that folks It's way deeper. Remember, uh, I think, and Will, you can correct me wrong, didn't one of their offensive linemen opt out and they've had two more gone IR and something like
1: that? Yeah, they've been Mm. hit with uh, injuries and now they're starting left tackle injured. So they got to have the Mike Rimmer's redemption show at left tackle starting in the Super Bowl. But like I said, I mean, find you a Tyreek Hill that can get open in two seconds and and block in this race right there. You don't need to block nobody. So, I mean, good nice. luck finding you a Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Tyree Hill that, you know, a system like that where they just get open so quickly, you know, it kind of minimizes the impact of having a low investment in that old line I know. But even right. then, I mean, just because they don't spend on it, they are talented offensive line. I mean, they run the ball pretty well. I mean, what Edward Zelaer was pretty productive his rookie year. I mean, mm-hmm. so, I mean, they're – I mean, it's, and we're not. And that's the thing with with us too. I mean, we're, we like a lot of day two, day three, O-linemen as well. We're not saying we have to use the eighth pick on an offensive lineman. We just right. we need to make do good scouting and make the proper investment.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's not. Yeah. Just hold on to your hats, folks. <laughs> hold on to your hats, man. There's no telling what's going to happen. There's, there's a lot. A lot of things can go down before, you know, between now and. uh april so
2: and it's crazy uh two f- a former Panthers is going to be a super bowl champ because for the chiefs it's either gonna be mike remmers or for the bucks it's going to be uh russ Cockrow. he's on the um Oh, yeah really? Yeah, he's uh i think he's number like 43 for them oh man so yeah man so hey <laughs> he will get
0: some burn in the super bowl probably
1: Man, I'd love yeah. to see uh, Mike Rimmers redeem himself, though. That was an ugly Super man. Bowl he had 2015, and he'll never live down. Now he has the opportunity to go against, what, Shaq Barrett and JPP and try to yeah, redeem man. him. I mean, I expect Soon. him to get abused, I'm just being honest. But I mean, like he said, he's a, he had an interview today. He said, I'm a different player than I was in 2015. So, you know, I'd be happy for him if he was able to come out, perform well, and Redeem himself a bit. I wouldn't be able to live with that.
2: <laughs> right? Yeah, but please don't put no Ross Cockrell on on Tyreek Hill. Please no, don't, 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 man, don't don't do that, man. Like that. That's a, <laughs> that's a setup. Shit. You know, you already catching hell in the slot with a Cole Hartman. Don't, <laughs> man. Don't. <laughs> man, you what? can't.
0: You, you can't even put a drone on Hill, bro.
2: And let's not forget the last time they played toward the end of the season. In the first quarter alone, he had what two hundred some yards and like two touchdowns.
0: Yeah, he went he went completely. I mean, he hey. went eight oh shit. Oh my god,
1: <laughs> completely. Yeah, the Bucks wanted <laughs> like to talk, so I mean, they paid for that with Tyreek. But mm. I don't know, I like I like them talking to Michael Thomas though. But they try that oh, with Tyreek.
0: They'll be careful.
2: Yeah, What? Ty- uh, yeah. it's oh, gonna be yeah. trouble, trouble, trouble.
0: <laughs> well, all right, Panther fans. This is what you call thorough. <laughs> um, Any parting shots, gentlemen?
1: Yeah, keep on a lookout for the website. We got two. We're going to try to do one every day, every other day or something, but we're starting to do the draft profiles for various players. We've done two already for Zach Wilson and Trey Lance. We'll have uh, Trevor Lawrence one coming up which should be you know very interesting Justin Fields we'll get into the offensive linemen we'll get Michael Parsons Patrick Sertain you know HBCU prospects or something we really want to get into if we can find the film and that's going to be mm. a hard a struggle there it you is know, anybody knows some connections there get us some film for these HBCU prospects and we'll give them some exposure but you that's know right. just be on the lookout we're going to try to keep y'all feeding y'all content for the draft you know all the way up till April
0: Right Any party shots, Kevin?
2: Now, nah, short and sweet, as always, thank our fans. Like, we have such a good time interacting with you guys on social media, like, especially on Twitter. If you ain't following us on Twitter, you're missing, y'all missing out. Y'all, y'all <laughs> yeah. straight up missing out, man. Um, and if you get a chance, uh, I'll, uh, I'll try to post a link. I had a. Um, uh, I had a, uh, a last-second interview this past Friday with uh, Quick Blitz. I was uh, contacted by uh, the lovely uh, Vashti Hurt and um, and Sheena Quick to do um, – apparently I was uh, tagged by several people on Twitter to be one of the fans that they wanted to have do like a, um, a debate session with um, another um, – panthers fan and, and i guess we uh we all had opposing well me and this other Panther fan had opposing views and you know we had a little twitter exchange back over in the summer that you know well i'm gonna leave it there mm. um you know I, I pulled a car but anyway so yeah just um just follow us on panthers twitter and just uh and keep it on the social media sites and um like I say, just keep keep watching out for this website and you're gonna be impressed what we're doing behind the scenes. A lot of many, many hours of film watching has been done, still been done, and uh, you know, we're doing it for the love, folks. You know, nobody you know, nobody's securing a bag behind us. We're doing this because we just love, you know, what what we stand for. Realness.
1: Yeah, shout out to Luke Cage, man. He follow us on Twitter and YouTube, man. Yeah pushing our content, man. I Had to I had to sneak that in there speaking of followers. What's good, Luke?
0: <laughs> my man keep it 100, too. All
1: right. Yeah, and I got
2: one. I'm, I'm sorry. Go I got ahead. one. I had a, a, a female friend of mine hit me up and was like, "Um, my um my karate instructor, he a big fan of the four-man rush. I'm like, huh? Because I was like, really? What, what's his what? name? I like, yeah. I was just like, "Um, Okay. So, his name is uh, Delmar Miner. He said he listened to all our podcasts. So, uh, Delmar, I want to make sure I got it in. Mr. Delmar Miner, he, Tim, check this out. He he teaches at the Northern Shaolin School of Kung Fu in Rock Hill, South Carolina.
0: Shaolin.
2: (laughs) Yes, sir. So, yeah, Delmar, uh, I don't want to think I forgot you. Uh, You know, he chatted up with me for about a good 15 minutes. Uh, before my friend had to leave. But uh just wanna make sure I gave you a shout out, keep my word. I told him I would uh uh shout him out on the podcast. He said he downloads it um through iTunes and he and he, he hasn't missed one yet. So appreciate the love.
0: Outstanding. Outstanding. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Thank you all all the Full Man Rush fans, man. We really appreciate y'all, man. That's that's all right. Now we, I guess we should do more of that um on our podcast, man. Give him a shout out so you guys um we wouldn't be here without you um in that case if you, uh whether, whether you're listening to this podcast in the morning afternoon or evening thank you so much for checking us out uh, and once again and if, if you're checking us out on youtube please subscribe um you're gonna wish you did especially when april comes around guarantee you um so on behalf of kevin uh will and myself you guys hold it down man stay safe um you know get get inoculated get your shots and all that other good stuff you know Pet your pet dog, wash your cat, you know. Put some deodorant on, and as always, keep pounding.
2: <laughs> Just stinking ass, <laughs> and that's a clear. <laughs> did you really say deodorant, Tim? Damn, I did. <laughs>
0: By minning.
2: <laughs> wash your ass. Show
1: me what you're soaping with. <laughs>
0: Yeah,
1: we're doing a podcast on Deshaun Watson, Matthew Stafford. We're gonna do a Derek Carr show next week. (laughs) Man, bro, (laughs) gotta hope not. I better not hear no hashtag man making phone calls about. I see that. I might have to just mute Twitter for a week.
0: <laughs> For real, bro. I mean, they be pulling it out their ass, bro. I don't know what it is. We started
1: Sean Watson. We get to the next level, Matthew Stafford. Now we're at Derek mm. Carr. They're going to go all the way down the ladder and we're going to end up signing Mr. Trubisky.
0: For stopping. <laughs> man. There
1: was, somebody, there was somebody
0: on Twitter that said, man, I will no longer be a Panther fan if they, if they sign Trubisky.
1: Man, watch. They're going to sign that. Look how the caliber guy they going to get after all. calling. Mm-hmm. Big fish.
2: Mm. Did y'all Man. see that post someone put on Twitter when they showed that um, um, that Trubisky got more wins in the same time frame that Watson been playing? They both came in the same year. I think hey. Trubisky got a few more wins Try to say uh, one's going to cost you several draft picks and players. One's going to be a free agent. Like, really? Did y'all hey, quarterback wins are the stat
1: though, right? <laughs>